Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup with Rachel Emanuel. Some of you watching on video might notice I'm coming to you from a different background today. That's because I'm at home in Ontario visiting family. In fact, the room I'm coming to you from right now is the room where I spent almost the entire two years of the COVID-19 pandemic. Like Alberta, Ontario underwent a series of lockdowns and I spent most of them right here in this bedroom, so it's certainly a little bit bittersweet to be here right now. On that note, let's move into today's topic, starting with the UCP leadership race. It's been a quiet front on the UCP leadership race this week. Seems like candidates are taking a little bit easy after the intensive week last week, which included the first UCP leadership debate, as we've previously discussed. That being said, we're seeing some interesting policy proposals come forward. Rebecca Schultz has been doing a lot on the healthcare front, and she now says if she's elected premier, she would like to implement a funding model for fertility treatments, her campaign said they've received a lot of really positive feedback about this policy. I don't think that's super surprising. A lot of women have fertility issues nowadays. There's a lot of hormonal conditions out there. So it's great to see this policy. Hopefully we see some more discussion on it from some of the other candidates. Schultz also said that she would not support a provincial police force if she's elected premier. She follows Brian Jean, who's already said he doesn't favor a provincial police force. Some of the other candidates have promised to enact one, including Danielle Smith, Todd Lowen, and Travis Taves, with the caveat that Tave said he's not going to force one down people's throat, but he's going to work to bring people along and get agreement on it. Meanwhile, UCP leadership candidates Rajan Sani and Leela Ahir haven't been quite as clear if they'd like to see one. They've shown some skepticism about the idea of a provincial police force. They've said there hasn't been enough consultation on one, and the province hasn't really proved the burden of why one is needed. Daniel Smith has been busy meeting with supporters again this week, and she's also reminded them that just her and Todd Lowen have so far agreed to never lock down the province again. Meanwhile, UCP leadership candidate Todd Lowen is now releasing vlogs every day so people can see what he's up to. His campaign told me people are really enjoying watching the vlogs and being able to support Lowen by following him along the campaign trail. Let's talk about Leela Ahir for a minute. This is a totally crazy story. At the Strathmore Stampede last weekend, Leela Ahir helped a boy who was being trampled by a bull. Just go ahead and take a look at this video for a second. You can even hear the panic of the crowd in the background. I think this is one of those things where we all like to think we would have been the person to jump in and to save the boy who was being trampled by the bull, but let's be honest, how many of us actually would have done that? So kudos to Leela. I think this was a really brave action. Um, I spoke to her about it earlier this week. She seemed pretty shocked by it, to be honest. There was a lot of emotion in her voice when we spoke, and she just kept saying, you know, I couldn't even remember what had happened. I didn't even know what I had done, and I was so shocked when I saw video footage of the incident later, which I think is how we all feel when something kind of traumatic or shocking happens to us. Fortunately, the boy seems okay. Leela said he definitely had some scrapes, but he was also out partying later that night, so good for him. Let's move into the controversy of the week. I'm sure you guys can already guess what this is going to be. Chief Medical Health Officer Dr. Dean Hinshaw walked home with a $227,000 COVID bonus this year. Now that's in addition to her $363,000 salary that she already earns. 
I'm seeing a lot of commentary about this online. People are really upset that she was able to pocket so much of taxpayers' money in addition to her already pretty hefty salary. A lot of the UCP leadership candidates are coming out. Brian Jean said people are unsettled by it. Danielle Smith said people are rightly stunned and outraged. And Todd Lowen keeps asking, did cabinet have any control over this decisions? Who let the money out? And is there going to be some answers on it? I think that's the question we're all asking ourselves right now. How is this bonus approved? Now, the public sector keeps on saying that there was an existing formula that was used to approve the bonus for her overtime work, but at the end of the day, it seems like someone from cabinet really should have signed off on this, and we haven't gotten any answers on who that was. So I'm sure we're going to continue to see more about this story in the coming weeks. But for now, I think the thing that really gets all of us is that we were asked to sacrifice during the COVID-19 pandemic. We stayed home. People, you know, lost their jobs. They lost their businesses that were closed. Some people lost their jobs because they were unwilling to get the COVID-19 vaccine, as is their right. And so many of us sacrifices, especially in financial ways. And then to see, you know, the civil servant who was in charge of making those decisions benefit and take home over half a million at the end of the day, it just sits not well with a lot of people. Let's move into what we're watching. So there's two stories that I think we're going to be watching headed into next week and the week after. The first is that the cutoff to purchase a UCP membership is on August 12th. So that's next Friday. So if you guys don't already have your UCP membership, you should absolutely get one. This is a really important race because you're not just voting for the leader of a party. You're actually voting for a premier. And campaigns that I've spoken to have said they expect less than 100,000 people to be involved in making this decision. So now there's over 4 million people in Alberta so if you make a vote you know you're actually going to have a lot of say with that vote so you know even if you're not a conservative it might be worth it to, to get a ballot and to cast one in there for your favorite candidate Another thing that I want to talk to you guys about is nominations. So I've heard so many complaints from people about nominations being open during an ongoing UCP leadership race. You know, Danielle Smith has said she would consider reopening some of those nominations in the areas where local members felt like the process wasn't fair or where someone was disqualified improperly. That being said, we currently have a nomination contest ongoing where the sitting education minister, Adriana Lagrange, is being challenged for her seat by Andrew Kloos. Now, Kloos, he's the co-founder of a group called Hold the Line, and he's very well known in the region. There's about a thousand members in the region that are part of his group, and there's 996 UCP members in his riding. So he has a lot of publicity for the work that he's done with this group, which basically sought to help people impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic and by vaccine coercion. For example, you know, if someone lost their job because they were unwilling to get the vaccine, the group would provide financial support or otherwise help them find a job, things like that. He said he was motivated to run in the race because he thinks LaGrange showed a complete lack of support for the freedom movement. He's going to be running against LaGrange on August 18th, and it's already too late to purchase a membership for that contest. You had to purchase a membership 21 days ahead of the vote, similar to how if you want to vote for the UCP leader, you have to have a membership by August 12th. So that's definitely something to keep our eye out for. This could be the first time where we see, you know, a sitting UCP MLA lose their nomination to a new candidate. So I will keep you guys updated with how many members we see in the UCP as of next Friday when the cutoff is done and we'll have some results for you in about two weeks as to who won that nomination contest. If there's any stories you think I missed today and would like to chat about, feel free to reach me online. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and I'll see you next week.